Hi guys, this is Lauren. And Jamie. And we're the hosts of the Making It Work podcast where twice a week we're bringing you behind closed doors to let you in on what we're doing to make our relationship work. Mm. And uh, what are we doing right now? Right now we're actually recording in my car. So if the audio sounds different than what you're used to, it's because we're actually uh, on the go. Yeah, what are we doing? Oh, we're... uh, (laughs) We're actually parked at the RCMP station waiting for my ex-husband to bring my kids back. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I've come for the pickup. Um, I came for the drop-off the other day, and that was interesting. And um, did you have any particular idea for this episode? I did. Well, I had an idea for an episode. Mm-hmm. And now <laughs> I'm doing that classic thing where I don't want to waste it if the audio is no good. Oh, okay, totally. Well, this scenario right now um, is kind of interesting because we've been doing a lot of work lately about trying to reframe these scenarios because it can get very frustrating when um, two parents don't see eye to eye on what should be done, (laughs) I guess, the right thing to be done or whatever the case may be. But... um, like tonight was a good good example because we were supposed to pick the kids up at six, and then he messaged and said he'll be there at six thirty, maybe six thirty ish, maybe whatever, mm-hmm. um, because he felt like you dropped the kids off late last time, which right, which, uh, yeah, which the truth the of that story is that I arrived where I said I would be, and he did not arrive there, and instead he went home, and then called me to tell me I needed to take the kids out to his house and we had to go drop them off there and the whole thing is like this this is frustrating and you've been dealing with it for a long time and I've only been here like for a short amount Mm -hmm. and just heard the stories so this time you brought me along to see what's what's going on and me being well me I was like just don't (laughs) give him the kids I'm like that's the answer if he doesn't show up then just he doesn't show up that's his fault but then when I came with you I saw how the kids reacted and how they really want to see their dad and that's not an option and it's like honestly the best case scenario would just be to have a very comparable very nice relationship where you're just care about the kids and like that's that's the only scenario that's my goal is that we get to a place where it's just it's all about the kids because right now a lot of his frustrations center on me and how he feels about me and I'm sure Uh, Part of it is that he doesn't love the fact that our marriage ended and I moved on. Um, I mean, we did therapy together and a lot of the things that we learned in therapy, uh, one of the big things that stuck out was that oftentimes the partner that wants to, to separate often actually has a harder time dealing with the separation um, because they for whatever reason, just aren't prepared for the other partner to move on and the other partner being put in the position where they weren't expecting the separation. uh, They, for whatever reason, and I'll have to look up who it is. I'll put it in the show notes where that research comes from, because it was really interesting for me to, to learn that. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that goes into that stuff, the psychology behind it. But the thing, the, the thing that I was trying to get across to you and Mm -hmm. it wasn't really working for a long time was the idea of reframing what was going on and I think lately we've been talking about it and it's been working where I'm I'm there's only one thing he could ever two things he could ever do that would ever piss me off Mm -hmm. and the rest of it we can all deal with it and even like tonight it's like 
we can't control when he's gonna we literally can't control when he's no. gonna drop the kids off like we, we could like get upset about it we could do whatever but no matter what like right now we just grab some teas and we're sitting here and we're doing this podcast mm-hmm. and no matter what if there's ever a time when he can't be there at the right time or chooses not to be then you just have to be okay with it and like do something else do something instructive and be like that's just yeah i didn't cause it i can't control it i can't change it totally and kind of just accept it i think honestly the thing that really helped me (laughs) this is this is very honest um i didn't really want to put that much effort into trying to reframe things until I felt like you understood what the situation was. Mm-hmm. And then once you understood on Friday morning when the girls were like, now we have to drive to this place and see if daddy's there. And now we have to drive to this place and see if daddy's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I try really hard to make it so that they can see their dad whenever it's possible. And I think that now that you understand that it's it's not possible to just not send them and for you to see the way that he behaves when he's around me. I mean, you got a little snippet, um, but I feel like I feel like you are also able to find a reframe that um, I don't want to say makes more sense, but fits more. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like literally. So say he drove up tonight and he jumped out of his car and started beating his hands on the dash of the vehicle or something like that or doing something super crazy it's like mm-hmm. still we can't control that yeah like we cannot control that e- even like a most drastic me- measure i mean there's a reason we're in front of a cop shop but like mm-hmm. no matter what he does we cannot control that mm-hmm. the only thing we can control right now is how we feel about the situation and right now we could be sitting here getting mad about it arguing about it being very upset about it totally or we could do what we're doing right now and recording this podcast and having some teas <laughs> and being okay with it and just knowing that this is what we can do is we can control our outlook and how we feel about the situation it also makes it a lot better to have you here and i think i kind of realized that on the last pickup uh when i called you because i was feeling really really anxious um, because I never know what's going to happen at pickup. I, I never know what to expect. And it, it's, it makes me feel anxious. And to be honest, it makes me feel scared and out of control. And I don't like any of those feelings. And so last time I called you and you were just on the phone with me while I sat here and waited. Um, and it just, it felt, <sighs> it felt, it made that, it was that feeling that <sighs> I don't mm. have to do this alone because it's been several years of doing this alone and feeling like I can't ask my friends because of it's weird time. It's supper time. My friends have kids. A lot of my friends don't want to get into the middle of things, which I totally appreciate and understand. So it's just been, it's felt like a struggle for three years to, to shoulder this burden by myself. And so it feels really good to just have somebody else being a part of it. Yeah, and I mean this. I mean, we're in front of an RCMP station, but it's not the coziest feeling place. It's not the safest place. It's underneath a bridge in like Nelson. It's probably it's dark. I yeah, mean, there's some street lights, but it's it's dark out right no, now because it's, it's winter time. It's not a cozy place. I mean, like getting picked up on like Baker Street at like a co- like a, a restaurant shop, or yeah. somewhere. Like there's there's better places to do it, but yeah i mean this is like moving forward that's what i said to you i'm like no matter what let's just have fun and like 
mm-hmm. doesn't matter what he does because we're just going to do this together. And it's like, that's that's it. As long it, as we're getting the kids back. Then... And that makes all the difference in the world to do it together. And I think that the best reframe, there were two, I think, that came out of this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was the one that you had after he sent me that crazy, he sent me an email that was like, it was crazy, most of it. Um, and then that was when he said that he was, the kids were not going to be dropped off on time. And I think that the reframe that you came up with in that scenario was that what's going to make our lives easier. We're doing this because it makes, if he says that he's not going to drop them off until this time, fine. We're not going to fight that because fighting it doesn't make our life easier saying fine if that's the way you want to behave that's fine and we'll we'll agree to it because it makes our life easier because that's been something that's been really hard for me is feeling like I constantly give in to whatever whim he has and he always gets his way yeah and you felt like you were doing it for him and that's Mm -hmm. why I said no we're not choosing we're not we're not doing it for him we're doing it for us we're doing it because it makes our life easier and like I'm glad that that reframe worked for you because that's that's yeah and then the other reframe was on friday morning when it was um clear that things were not going the way that i had expected them to go (laughs) this is not what i expected as piper would say Mm -hmm. um but the the really good reframe from there was that um, I was doing this for the kids. The kids want to see their dad, and so I was doing it for the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I mean that—that that was the thing. That's what I saw was that it was, um, you know, the the kids that were like, "Mommy, you got to go here, and you got to go there, and you got to go do this." And it's like, mm-hmm. huh? It, it was it, it was it was interesting because um, I, I'd never been part of that scenario yet yeah so um and that that's truly it is like because what else you have other you said to me that like you wish that you weren't you wish that you didn't portray their father in such a good Mm. light to them (laughs) you said that and I was like I think I said that I do a really good job of portraying their dad in a really positive light. And I wish that I could let them in on a little more of what the reality is. Totally. And then I, I related to like one of my friends, she, um, I talked to her a lot and she growing up had uh, three stepfathers. And she said the one that she connects with the best to this day is the one that never bad mouth her real dad. The one that never said that he was what he was. Mm -hmm. And the one that was just always like, we're, it was always about her. It yes. wasn't about um, him. And that's like in this scenario, it's like I feel that when they grow up, as long as you're making this about them and trying to let them right. have the greatest relationship with their dad too, even though... Yeah, it's a funny balance because at what point, like I've said from the beginning that my relationship with their dad should never affect their relationship with their dad. Mm-hmm. However, at what point does it like after the Friday drop off, you and I had a a brief chat. And one of the things, um, that was said was that, um, like what, what is this going to do to the girls when they start dating? 
And yeah. what what is this going to do to affect their relationship that they have with? So this is like the exact scenario you're talking about where like he just showed up but he yeah. parked like somewhere where we can't really see him. And he's way over there where we're parked in front. Of, we're in the parking lot in front of the RCMP station. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, but yeah, that's the thing is like I, with those girls, it's like I want them to be very empowered and be like they they have the choice of who they want to talk to and who they want to be around. And, like, mm-hmm. um, it's it's going to be a very interesting way to, like, I, just, I don't, I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but. Well, I think that the best thing, and you and I have said this often, is is that it's it's cool to talk about it, but it's way better to do do something, the, the action. Um, so like, instead of just talking about what we're going to do, I think just doing it, I think that my kids are smart enough that they're going to see the way you treat me mm-hmm. and they're going to see the way their dad treats me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was Matthew McConaughey that said that the best thing that he could ever do for his kids was show them how much he loved their mother. Yeah. Because I think that like my parents had a really wonderful marriage Um, And I always knew growing up how much my dad loved my mom by the things that he did and the way Mm -hmm. that he treated her. And so that's my hope for my girls is that they'll see what it looks like to be treated the way that you're supposed to be treated. And I think that because I had that really strong foundation, I was able to recognize that the marriage that I was in was abusive and it wasn't worth staying together for the sake of staying together for the kids or to prove that I didn't make a mistake or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was worth getting out of because I knew what it looked like to be treated well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, on that note, let's go see how this plays out. But um <laughs> thanks for listening guys. And uh yeah. Don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, to uh, give us a like, rate, review, subscribe, and show your family and friends how to do the same. Cool. We'll catch you next time. Okay, guys. See ya. Bye.